Well, Lori, Bob, you guys ready to roll into it? All right. Thank you for joining us on the Boating Insider Podcast. We're joined here today by Bob Callahan, who's the group VP for the International Workboat Conference, and uh, and Lauren St. Clair, marketing director for the show as well. So, guys, thank you very much for joining. I really appreciate it. Before we dive into what the show is, some of the history, everything like that, uh, could you guys please introduce yourselves? And uh, Bob, I'll have you start if you don't mind. Sure. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be on. Uh, I'm Bob Callahan. I'm group vice president. Our company is Diversified Communications, and uh, we oversee the workboat event and a variety of other events uh, throughout the country. Our company uh, is also international. We have offices in the UK, Australia, Canada. Down at, we're down in Massachusetts as well, and we're based here in Portland, Maine. Great to be here. Hey, Chris. Uh, my name is Lauren Sinclair. I'm the marketing director for the International Workboat Show. So I oversee marketing for our, our commercial marine portfolio, which includes this show that we're talking about today and also a show on the West Coast called Pacific Marine Expo that has workboat elements and also commercial fishing interests um, and also Workboat Magazine and National Fisherman Magazine. Awesome. So thanks for having me on. Well, thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. So, all right. So I'll, um, I'm going to turn this over to you and I... I'm curious. So if you could give everybody an overview of what is the International Workboat Show, then I want to dive into a little bit of the history, who's going to be there, what people So whoever wants to take it, start with the overview and we'll work our way through. Sure. Uh, Chris, so the International Workboat Show is the largest commercial marine event in the United States, it has over 900 exhibiting companies displaying in 190,000 square feet. So that's, that's, um, it's, it's a good chunk of the, the entire commercial marine market comes to the event over three days. Um, and they're there to display products, uh, network, catch up with old colleagues. Um, and, you know, there, there's a variety of, of meetings that take place, dealer meetings that take place at the show. It's just a one-stop shop for everything in the commercial vessel market. Uh, and they're all in New Orleans the last week in November, first week in December. Nice. And how many companies did you say examine at the show? Well, it's a little over 900 and counting. So we, we're about four or five weeks out. So we're still in our, our heavy selling season right now. So um, it's just um, the results this year have been phenomenal. Um, could not be happier with where we're at at this point, um, especially coming out of COVID. You know, we, you know, during COVID, we said we were, when I told people we were in the business of of mass gatherings, you know, with trade shows, <laughs> they, they were like, what are you going to do with the, for the rest of your life? And <laughs> we're back fully, uh, with a fully engaged audience. I think people appreciate being out more, uh, seeing their colleagues, you know, during the COVID era, it was a lot of zoom meetings and teams meetings. Um, and everyone said, Oh, that's going to take the place of trade shows, but it's just proven that there's nothing more valuable than a, uh, doing business face-to-face -face, so where you can actually, you know, get a real feel for the customer and for the, for the product. Well, it opens up so many different aspects of the conversation, right? Because when you're, I, I'm in sales, it's when you are just that faceless person that's calling for the 30th time this year, uh, you can get, get brushed off, you can get written off, all these things. And 
yeah, I, think, I think people kind of, you know, make an image of who you are in their head when they don't actually know you or haven't met you. And that's one of the things I always loved about the trade shows was that it does give you the chance to actually get from a people who otherwise may have passed you by. They might finally see what's on your booth. Somebody stops by, it catches their eye. Somebody who you know you can now help, but wouldn't have even thought themselves can help. Like it happens at trade shows all the time where somebody's walking by to seemingly unrelated business or industry. And then they're like, hey, what do you guys do? And you explain it. Actually, I have about, you know, 40000 or or $100,000 worth of opportunity that we should probably talk about. And that wouldn't have happened through other communication channels. Like it just wouldn't have meshed up that way. So I've always enjoyed going to these trade shows because just the know, serendipitous opportunities it creates are, are huge. And everybody's excited after, after COVID and being on Zoom calls all the time to finally talk to somebody in person. It's always nice. Right. Um, so can you give me a, a bit of a history about the show? How long has the show been running for? Uh, yeah, we'll start there. So we, we've been running, well, this event has uh, taken place. This is the 43rd edition. Um, it was basically started back in the uh, Superdome in, in New Orleans. And we kind of outgrew the football field and moved it to the Montreal Convention Center. Um, so in the past, it's always mirrored the oil and gas industry. So, you know, in the, the 80s and 90s, when you saw the price of oil drop tremendously, you know, that affected the the show and in a, in a really negative way. And now it, it's a cross section of so many different market segments. Um, you know, the military attends our event, passenger vessel owner operators attend our event, tugs and barge owner operators attend our event, um, safety products, things like that. So it's a wide array of products that you'll see. So, you know, maybe, OSVs or the offshore uh, service vessels that service the oil platforms in the Gulf, um, you know, that's taken a hit the last couple of years, but passenger vessels are up. So our, our customers are doing business with, with those operators. So it's just a, a conglomerate. And then, of course, after 9-11, the military spend on uh, port security and, and, you know, we have a strong military presence. We have these really cool... Um, I would say like Navy SEAL type boats that are on display, things like that, that um, I've never seen before. And it's just amazing to see what they can do. You know, they have the boat on display with video capability and it's just, it's incredible. So it really, um, we've, we've done the right things in terms of making the, the event more recession proof. Cause if one segment is down another is up and um, you know, we, 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 ben- we, we reap the benefits there. And I'll give you like in 2000, eight and nine and the financial crisis, the commercial, the recreational uh, boating industry kind of went down pretty significantly, but the commercial marine market was up. So a lot of our, our exhibitors that you'll see maybe at the Fort Lauderdale boat show, they shifted their, their marketing dollars to the commercial marine market. So we, we benefit there as, as well. Nice. Okay. And so by and large, when people are coming, it sounds like there's and I've seen this too, but there's quite a few different industries coming and uh, operators all coming for different reasons. So what what are some of the main things that people can expect from attending the show 
either walking or exhibiting the show. Yeah. I can take that one, I guess. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess there's so, so there's going to be over probably 13,000 people at the show this year with 13,000 different reasons for attending. Um, we do a pretty intensive post-show survey every year after the event, and we consistently get back purchasing is the number one reason that people come. I think that's something that really differentiates this show is that people are physically coming to Workboat to purchase for their vessels, which is why everybody wants to exhibit to talk to them. Um, networking is probably the thing that comes in second. We have a lot of different special events and networking opportunities so people can kind of um, you know, talk within with their peers on and off the show floor. Um, and then obviously, like we always come back to New Orleans is a great piece like sure. of the DNA of this event. So it's kind of like the perfect storm and that everybody loves to come to New Orleans. Everybody likes to see their friends and they've got some money in their pocket mm -hmm. to spend. And I think that's a lot of the reason the show is as successful as it is year after year. And the attendance this year is like trending up incredibly. So we couldn't be happier. Oh, and then I'm glad you like you guys use the C word like four times before I even said it once. So I feel like now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're going to be fine. Yeah. But it's, um, it's so interesting. You know, day one, the energy is tremendous. Like there's people just flooding into the, the hall and registration and they come in and, and then, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's out in the evening, you know, enjoying the city of New Orleans, the many restaurants and bars and things like that. And then day two is, you know, you get a whole new uh, group of people that are coming in, plus the returnees from day one. So that's our busiest day. And the energy that on that day is just incredible. And then in the evening, the exhibitors have parties up and down Bourbon Street. They rent out these bars and, you know, so people are up all night. And then you get to day three. <laughs> And it's like a different, you know, it's we, right, Lauren, we open at nine and yep. a lot of our exhibits are, our exhibitors are just getting in, you know, yeah. like nine, nine thirty. It's like, and you could just see in their eyes that, you know, they had a good night. Urban Street won, uh -huh. you know, <laughs> they, they lost. You know, so type of thing. So it's really a, a, a great three days in terms of, but it's everyone just enjoys, everyone knows what to expect and. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, you know, what we try to do on our third day is we have a military acquisition day. So we have the, the Navy, the Army, the Coast Guard, they're all presenting on how to do business with the military. So our exhibitors, so while it's, while it's a little bit quieter on the attendee side, the exhibitors all go to these sessions to learn how to do business with the, with the, with the government. So it's, it's really, really um, positive. Okay. What, what other kind of yeah. sessions do you guys have? Because I think that's a key part of, of going to these trade shows and uh, also making it like worth it for companies to send their employees to and things like that. You know, walking the show can be hugely beneficial, but sometimes the continued education pieces of these are really where, um, you know, a lot of things actually get done and business decisions get made because they're learning about these things. So do you, what other kind of, uh, you know, seminars and things like that uh, are you guys running this year? That, uh, that you think people should check out? Yeah, I mean, we have such an amazing program this year and it runs across all three days, like Bob said, the final day being Military and Maritime Acquisition Day. Um, and for the first time this year, we actually have the Army presenting on um, some of the vessels that they're looking to build in the future. Um, 
We have a really interesting panel uh, about shipyard realities. So we have some like really big heavy hitters from the shipbuilding industry who are going to talk about, you know, what the headwinds are and what the opportunities are in shipyards. It's a conversation that I haven't personally heard happening anywhere else and the, the quality of the speakers that our team has been able to um, get to commit to being on that panel are just incredible. We haven't quite announced it yet, but look for that. That'll be in an email hopefully this week. Um, there's a lot of... Um, conversations happening around green technologies and sustainability within the commercial marine industry. So we have some sessions focused on that as well as electrification of different sorts of vessels. And then we obviously have our big offshore wind breakfast that takes place um, at the show that's really, really well attended. And every year it's a, it's a very different focus for it this year. Like initially this year, we we're going to be talking a little bit more about the Gulf, but based on kind of what the landscape is looking like now, it's more pivoting to be about what is that opportunity for the um, commercial marine market? Because I think that's kind of one of the issues is that that still hasn't been completely defined and like how we're going to get to the 2030 and how many boats and what the investment needs to be in vessels and shipbuilding in order to get there. So that'll be a really good um, session that people should take a lot away from. Okay. Nice. And then, so one of the other pieces that you mentioned we were talking about before this was uh, some of the international recruitment, things like that. Can you just touch on that briefly? Yeah, for sure. So this year, obviously, after the pandemic, we saw a little bit of a drop in international attendance. So we decided to proactively work with the U.S. Commerce Service to do some very dedicated, targeted um, recruitment in different um, parts of the world that we thought would be um, appropriate to attend the workboat show. So um, I am on calls with them every week and it's been going really well. It seems like the world has opened up again and we have some incredible people that are coming. Um, we actually have almost hit our quota for the amount of people that we can bring into this. So we have people coming from uh, Mauritania and the big group from the UK and a big Canadian shipbuilding group and um, Brazil and Colombia. And it's just too many to mention, but um, they're all really excited to be there. They're really excited to go to New Orleans. And I've also been assured that they're also coming to purchase. So it's a lot of military, a lot of energy companies, a lot of ports um, who are hopefully going to put this on their calendar moving forward every year. So we're excited about that. And we're taking them on the day before the show on a tour of the port of New Orleans, and we're going to go out on a fireboat. So it's really coming together really nicely. And it feels, it's a good, it feels like a good indicator that the show is, is really getting back to what it was Okay. after a few tough years. So I'm glad to hear it. So I guess yeah. just so from your personal experience, Bob, I'll let you kick this one off. Is there anything... What is the main thing that you enjoy about the show that, uh, let's say, exhibitors should know about? Whether it's something that is just an enjoyable experience or, hey, this is where we've seen exhibitors have the most success, whether it's from driving awareness or driving leads from, you know, the show. Is there anything that exhibitors should know going into the show? Exhibitors, well, I would just say, that, as Lauren mentioned earlier, the net, the networking. So a lot of our exhibitors have these real lavish booths on the on the show floor. They'll, you know, they'll have a, you know, their their marine engine will be on display, but they'll also have like a conference room, and upstairs may be a networking lounge or a mini bar upstairs. So, you know, I like to go on the catwalk above the convention center and just look down and see all the business that's being done and you know, it's like, you know, 
partying on, on the ground floor, but like on the second level of a booth, there's that's when the business is being done and you see the notepads out and the note taking. And, and, you know, then we'll hear of a of a contract being signed at the event. So we, we always are we always applaud that and want to report on that as well. So it's just it's. You know, you, all the way through. The other, the other thing that's gratifying is you. You know, we get a lot of new exhibitors that that come in. Some are the right fit for the event, and some are are the right fit. So to see a, a small company grow along with us and start out with a small ten by ten, and then the next year ten by twenty or or a twenty by thirty, and and they they've 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 made it. So that's that's kind of what we all talk about. That's our mission is to is to, you know, just to you know drive business for these companies and provide leads and you know a startup company they don't really know what they're doing so we try to educate them before they come to the show and how to market themselves and what to do to get their brand name out there and you know to see once they they follow what we're we're teaching them and they're successful and to see them grow with the event is uh really really uh satisfying to me and i guess more from your perspective what are some of those things that companies can do to get that better turnout, to have better conversations and ultimately drive revenue. I think that's what we're all there for. But what are some of the, the ways that you you advise uh, the exhibit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, full disclosure, I'm the marketing person, so I'm very jaded when it comes to this topic. <laughs> but, you know, I think sometimes like we will get an objection. The show is so big. It's so big. Like, how do we get out there? Right. It's a great problem to have that the show is so successful and we have a thousand exhibitors or will potentially. Um, and how do you differentiate, differentiate yourself from everybody else? So we've uh, worked really hard to come up with some really interesting marketing packages that companies can take advantage of before the show to kind of get their name out there before getting on site. Um, we have a mobile app where you can make appointments and set meetings with people. I think it's all about doing your homework and like really understanding the flow of the show floor so you can make the most of all your time there because it is big. Sure. Like if you forget your keys on one side of the convention center, it's going to take you 20 minutes to walk back and get them. So you just want to make sure that you're kind of prepared for those kinds of situations and that you've done your due diligence and kind of are just ready to like hit the ground running when you get there. Cause it's, it's massive, but it's incredible. And you'll never have another opportunity to meet as many people um, that could be beneficial to your business as you will at this event. Yeah. I'm excited to go. This is actually, this will be my first international workbook show. And uh, I believe it's the first time the Vessel Vanguard is going to be exhibiting there. And we yeah. actually, we did the jump to a bigger booth before we even did the 10 by 10. So we started with the 10 by 10. We just reserved the 20 by 20. Uh, just because over the past, uh, I'd say two months after just talking to customers, prospects, things like that, the amount of people that are going to be there uh, even surprised us to the point where we're like, oh, okay, we we got to show up as Bessel Vanguard and, uh, and show people who we are. And so I'm really excited to to go to this one reminds me of um I, I used to be in aviation before uh vessel vanguard i used to sell software it's called flight docs and um we did maintenance track things like that in aviation so we learned a lot of the compliance things from there the software everything but uh it reminds me of the nbaa the national business aviation association conference vegas and orlando uh just a large show like this the heavy hitters in the industry are there. And uh, yeah, every time that you go, you leave with a, a nice stack of business cards and uh, a lot of solid leads. So I'm 
definitely excited for that part. The sales manager, yeah. that's how that's that's how it goes for me. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm very You guys are gonna have a great show. Yeah. Let me ask you a question though. Are you throwing a party? We won't be throwing a party. No, we're <laughs> we we maybe next maybe year. Maybe next year. We're uh, you know, we're we're trying to be the uh the quiet cool kids. We'll go to the parties this year and then uh Maybe we'll eventually start throwing some parties. We'll see. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I just got an email about one while we we're in this meeting. So <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for those. I, I love New Orleans. And uh, back in almost ten years, so this will be this will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And I've got a a, a baby that's due at the end of December, so this will be kind of my last hoorah before I'm in full uh, new dad mode. So uh, yeah, definitely. Oh excited. man. Um, you got to make the most of it. The most. <laughs> um, I guess so. One of just one of the other things that I wanted to touch on before we wrap up here are: um, Do you have any details on some of those special events that are happening, like the offshore wind breakfast, uh, the maritime throwdown, or is that something that uh, we could provide the listeners with a link in the show notes? Do you guys have links to those dates and times? Sure. Yeah. So if you go to workboatshow.com, everything is is um, laid out really clearly by day for what our special events are. But I can just like very quickly on the first sure. day of the show in the afternoon, um, we have a great event that's actually, you know, getting bigger and bigger by the year called the Workboat Significant Boat Awards. So basically our editors pick 10 vessels um, that are significant. <laughs> um, and we let our readers choose who the boat of the year is going to be. So that'll be unveiled at the International Workboat Show alongside this like really fun happy hour that'll be happening. Um, we have a lot of really exciting things happening in this underwater intervention um, pavilion that is being built this year. So they have their entire own conference program that runs across the entirety of the show. Um, and then there's also a happy hour that's going to be there on the first day of the show that a lot of people have already signed up to attend. Um, again, the Maritime Throwdown is an industrial line handling competition that um, usually has its finals at Inland Marine Expo in Nashville. So they're doing their wild card, wild card qualifier. I always, the title has changed a few times at Workboat. So whoever wins at Workboat will get an all expenses paid trip to IMX to complete, compete in the finals in uh, May. So that's exciting. Um, and then we also, like I said, we have the conference program that's completely free to attend for all attendees and exhibitors happening across all three days of the show. And then the offshore wind breakfast will be um, on day two in the morning. So, and that's something that people can sign up to attend and um, should be really interesting. So we're excited. It's like a jam-packed program this year and we're always thinking about how we can add more. So I feel like this is going to be a good year, good year to be there. Beautiful. Well, I guess before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to touch on? Yeah. I mean, I guess I can just say it's just so gratifying to see the momentum that this show has right now at the beginning of this year, because, you know, as a marketer, we know everybody has email fatigue and digital media fatigue. And, you know, after years and years of trying to get away from, you know, print ads and doing things in a more traditional sense, um, you know, we started to realize that we had to get in front of these people in a very different way. So, we put up a bunch of billboards, physical billboards, going out to Port Fouchon and down to Morgan City in Louisiana. So I was just thinking to myself the other day that everything that's old is new again, that I never thought I'd be 
building billboards to get people there, but maybe that's what's causing the big uptick in attendance, but it'll be interesting to see (laughs) what happens when we do our analytics after the show. But it just, it feels like there's real lightning in a bottle this year and we're so excited to get down there. That's great news. Bob, anything from your side? Uh, just, I would just advise where, where you're walking shoes. The show is, is very large this year. And, um, we have it, we have an app on site that you'll be able to download that will help you navigate to all the booths that are on the, on the show floor. So, so there's that as, as well. And then workboat magazine, of course, um, you, it's a free, uh, qualified circulation that you can pick up a, a copy there as well. And that'll keep you in touch with the industry throughout the year. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks very much. I really appreciate you joining. And uh, we'll include the links to everything that you mentioned below in the show notes. So are attending the show, please check that out. And then uh, can people connect with you guys by email or LinkedIn? What's the best way for to reach out to you? Sure. I mean, definitely email. My email is just lstclair at divcom. Dot com, And we're also going to create a free promo code for all of the people who watch this podcast, and it'll just be Boating Insider. So they can utilize that code and register for free on the website. So there's literally no barrier to entry nice. to get into the show this year. Cool. And Chris, I'm B. Callahan at Divcom.com. And I'm on LinkedIn as, as well. Um, uh, yeah, I encourage anyone to reach out to us with any suggestions or, you know, let us know what you what you think after you attend the event. We'd love to hear hear from you. Awesome. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you joining. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it.